0: Welcome to the show, thanks for listening today We have a great guest lineup, we're going to get right to it But I do want to remind you that we have interviewed over 500 advisors, authors, and thought leaders On over 35 topics, and you can find and listen to any of them at any time on exitcoachradio.com My first guest today is Ken Queen And uh, Ken, welcome to the show, and thanks for joining us this morning Thank you for having me on, I appreciate it Hey, uh, Ken, uh, I, I don't know much about you, so why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you and your background and what type of work you do and, and tell us about your company.
1: Yes. Um, Bill, um, basically, what I do is um, I have a podcast and I interview baby boomers that have started businesses themselves. It could be an online or an offline business. Um, and uh, they probably started it At a later age, maybe they got fired at 50 or 60 or whatever, and they've started something up. And uh, I pick their brains, try to figure out how they think, because that's a big part of starting, you know, becoming an entrepreneur. So that's part of it. And then then we go deep into that uh, particular uh, man's business and how I could do it or someone else could do it.
0: So, uh, you know, there are so many, as we know, over 70, what is it, 77-plus million baby boomers, um, basically born between 1946 and 1964, and and there's many more people older than that, and, and many, many of them own businesses. They were the entrepreneurial generation, Ken, so you have your, yes. your work cut out for you as far as <laughs> uh, interviewing these individuals. What kind of... Um, uh, thoughts are you getting from them with regards to their their thoughts of their future now? I mean, a lot of them say, I don't really want to retire. I kind of want to rewire my life and, and do something different. What kind of thoughts are you getting from them?
1: Um, the ones, of course, that are in business think this is the best time ever. I mean, they see that when they started, they didn't have the technology and all the, the different platforms, Twitter and so on, that they didn't even, they had no idea. And now with the new technology they feel that what they what they started that might have taken them a year or two to become profitable have figured out how to probably train someone to do it in a month or two.
0: It's amazing what technology is doing and and I talk to a lot of baby boomer business owners too and they're saying it's a whole new world. I don't have to I'm I'm finally free of that old model of, you know, I come up with a thought then I tell some people and the people start doing it. Now I can have people working for me all over the place or even have technology doing a lot of the work of the people. And it, the number one issue I hear from business owners that frustrates them is people problems. How about you?
1: Yes. yeah, uh, People problem that can be uh, a situation. But a lot of these entrepreneurs I'm dealing with are one-man shows, and they might have someone that's helping them online somewhere. So depending on what it is, they may be able to have someone in India help them for a, a very low price. But, of course, now sometimes you'll have the language barrier, uh, understanding English properly totally. Uh, if you hire someone, a virtual assistant here in the U.S. that's really good, you're going to probably pay $35, $45 an hour, where someone over there, you'll get them for a lot less. But you're going to have to put up with some problems, a time zone problem, you know they're they're in the middle of the night, so you're gonna either they're either gonna have to be half awake and talk to you, or you're gonna be have to be half awake. So <laughs> you have right, you have a bit of that problem there. <laughs> uh, the local people are are gonna be the best, and I'm for supporting the U.S. economy. I think that you know that's important, and you know if I can have a product made, and I've done all kinds of businesses by the way, I've owned many businesses. Uh, if I can produce everything in the U.S. I would rather do that. I would rather support the U.S. economy, even if it costs me a little bit more. But I think in the long run, I'm going to be better off.
0: Well, it's good for those service providers, too, though, isn't it? I mean, they're the people that are doing the work, um, there there's several of those sites, and I've used several of them for things like uh, logos and graphic designs and dictation or transcription type of work or even creating press releases or voiceovers for radio shows. So there's a lot of talent uh, out there that used to have to rely on their local community to support their business, and now they can open it up worldwide. So it works both ways for the for the providers of the services too, right?
1: Absolutely. Well, you take something like Fiverr, uh, F I V E R R dot com. Fiverr, I think that's how you spell it. Uh, that's right. You can have an introduction and an outro for a podcast or for a radio show created for you for five dollars, and it's professionally done with super music and and a fantastic voiceover and so there's uh, some really economic economical opportunities there on something like Fiverr, and a lot of it are Americans so you're not dealing with uh, overseas again you're actually dealing with local people but it's your choice you go on there and look at their past work and uh, see how good their recommendations were and I mean you know um, what what do you expect for five dollars it's going to be pretty you know you, you get a great deal usually.
0: Well, the point is is that there's they they're forced to work at that rate to at least pay their dues and then they can increase their rates down the road after they've got a following and a, a reputation, but it's a great way. Let's say you're starting a business tomorrow and you're stuck on a logo design. You could have you could have six people out there working on a logo design for about 30 bucks, $5 a piece. I actually did this and and you get, uh, you get a beauty contest coming back at you of six different logos to choose from, and you didn't have to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars, which is, of course, time and capital are in scarce supply when you're starting a business.
1: Exactly. So these services are super. You're, you're right on. And of course, what they do is they they start expanding fairly quickly. They say, okay, we'll do the intro for five dollars for your program, but then we want five dollars for the outro, and we want another five dollars for the music. So first thing you know, you're fifteen or twenty dollars, you know, if you depending on what it is. And if they can do uh, uh, five of those an hour, uh, twenty dollars times five, they're making uh, what a hundred dollars an hour. So they're they can get up to some decent money even on a place like Fiverr.
0: That's a great point. And, of course, uh, uh, there, there's a lot of ways that people over age 50 who want to start a new business can do so that didn't exist just a few years ago or that weren't as popular. And one of those areas that you're mentioning, Ken, is this idea of a podcast and it's, you know, recorded interviews and information that are out there. What, what drove you to decide to start this type of a medium
1: well, uh, first of all, I'm the greatest consumer of this kind of information. <laughs> so I created this uh, Income for Baby Boomers for myself, which we're just launching uh, on iTunes this week. And there's, uh, I've interviewed, uh oh, 10 different amazing people, best-selling authors and how they got to where they got to and how they would do it now compared to when they learned it, uh, you know, five, ten years ago. And so, uh, but I'm the greatest consumer. I mean, I'm always looking for opportunities. I've started many things, and my problem is I get bored quick, which isn't always a good thing. So I, I get into something, I start making some great money. Like, for example, I, uh, a friend at a church said, uh, I'm starting a legal practice. Can you help me? And I said, Well, I haven't done one of those, but I think I can. So within two months, we used the normal traditional ways of starting a legal practice. And uh, we got nowhere. I raised $40,000 for Habitat for Humanity, got my lawyer to be president of it, and we got one customer who wanted the consultation for free. <laughs> okay, so I right, decided right. we're not doing it that way. We're going to do it my way. And I threw the books away the way you would start a practice. Within two months of figuring out ways of doing it my own, in a particular way that I came up with, we got him to $65,000 a month in billing. That's after 60 days doing it my way. So, and that takes normally 10 years for a lawyer to get up to that. So, uh, you have to be to, to adapt. And and my strength is, I've started so many companies. And I had so many failures too, by the way, right? more failures than successes. But in the end, I still have some money, so that's good. Uh, but you know, it is failure is part of success.
0: It absolutely is. It's it, that's what makes you experienced and. Uh, you know that, that that's the problem with i think a lot of um, young people today want to be instant entrepreneurs and they don't realize that there's there's a path of heartache and uh, you know uh, uh wheels that didn't work along the way to finding the ones that do
1: absolutely and on income for baby boomers uh it's inter- is meeting people that have maybe been a professional uh, uh a realtor all their life, or a insurance agent, or a real estate agent, and how they figured out to take their talent of what they've been doing for 30 years, make money online, not have to go out and drive people around anymore. If you're a realtor or whatever, or uh, you're not having to have an office, but figuring out how to take their expertise and make 30, 40, 50, 100 dollars an hour online, and some are making a lot more than that.
0: And that's a lot better than the old way where you had to go find a job as a greeter in a big box you know, retail <laughs> store. There there were limited opportunities. Everybody wanted to be the starter at the golf course, right? Everybody wanted that job. But mm. there's limited numbers of those jobs available. We all know that. And so technology has really opened up the ability for someone to use their skills and knowledge over the years and turn it into a, a book or a podcast exactly. or uh, – speeches, or share that knowledge, because there is a whole other generation coming up that needs specialized knowledge, and that's what's fantastic about, uh, about I think, the opportunities ahead of us. Wouldn't you agree? Uh,
1: absolutely. But here's one other uh, problem out there. Um, when you're over 50, and there's six people that are 25 years old uh, uh, trying out for the same job, you're probably not going to get it. So even if you have the qualifications, and I have no idea why. It doesn't make any sense to me. Here's someone who has 30 years' experience doing whatever, and they hire the 25-year-old who just graduated thinking that the long term, they shouldn't be thinking long term because no one stays longer than five years of a job anyway if they're lucky. Uh, But the problem is even when you go and look for the jobs, there isn't any uh, in your field because you're too old. You know, to to these companies, which again I think they made making a big mistake. But here's the good news for everyone: you're getting all these older people starting their own businesses, and they're hiring people and they're creating jobs. So, uh, in in some ways, it's turned out uh, good.
0: Well, I, I tend to agree with you there that that uh, for the Generation X and Generation Y long term might be five years you know for them so they're not Mm -hmm. really thinking uh, i'm going to be here 20 years so it's probably a a misnomer um so there are a lot of of opportunities for older people and i think it's a part of it is defining older you know that's that's all changed Uh, Mm -hmm. so so people that are uh, these days hitting 65 years old with a ton of energy and a lot of experience and now they have this new platform of technology just sometimes there will be challenges in learning that technology but Once they overcome that, a lot of people are very excited about what they find, I think, out there. Is that what you're hearing?
1: Well, yes, and and I just want to say that part of what I'm going to be doing with uh, my blog uh, and my um, uh, Income for Baby Boomers uh, show is to help baby boomers right from scratch because the big problem is when a 20-year-old starts teaching you something, he thinks that you know the first five steps and you don't have a clue. He starts starts on step six, and all you got to do is this, and you're saying what? So we're not in that mindset that the young younger people are. We know some other things they may never learn, but we have a problem with technology. When we're older, we didn't grow up in that you know uh, age. You know, my grandchildren, are four or five years old, can operate computers faster than I can, uh, mm-hmm. but you know they can't do everything I can do. <laughs> so, uh, yes. Uh, I will help baby boomers that need that low-level, basic help. That's part of what I want to do. I mean, I'm there to to help baby boomers get into their businesses and to help them with the stumbling blocks that that uh, they run into.
0: Give us an example of uh, some of the guests that you've had on the show and uh, and why you know what our listeners can learn from listening to your show. Uh,
1: riches and Niches. Have you heard of that book?
0: Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Mrs. No, I Friedman
1: I, I believe it is uh, she wrote that in 2007 uh, oh, seven, I think I read it twice back then it was so good and and the amazing thing is it's so applicable to today because uh, she talked about uh, what you have to do is you have to search for uh, you have to niche that uh, one there's two ways of saying it niche and uh, niches and niches
0: but yeah, any, okay. the same thing. We <laughs> we get, we get and, it. And base,
1: right. But basically saying, okay, uh I am gonna go after uh accountants. Well that's maybe too broad, okay. I'm gonna go after accountants that only deal with farmers, so agricultural uh mm-hmm. accountants. I'm only gonna go after farmers who are in the state of Missouri that are agricultural For, you know, again accountants. So you keep niching down, you can't go down too far. You go down far enough and say, well, it was only like uh, 300 people, <laughs> 300 possible customers. That's fine. You can always go up from there, but you're so specialized that those 300 customers are going to want you because they're going to say, wow, he specializes in farming, in Missouri, in and, and agricultural uh, business. He knows my problems. He knows specifically what I need. He knows my needs. So uh, the book was all about... Uh, don't be a generalist because if you ge- be a generalist, no one's going to hire you. If you say, "I know everything about all businesses and everything." Hire me, and let's say you do know a lot about things. It's not going to work because people are going to say, "Well, how much can you know?" You didn't specialize. Great point.
0: Great so, point. It is the, the we hear that's the age of ni- of specialized knowledge and niche niche podcasts get uh, uh, maybe a smaller audience but a loyal audience to that particular niche and that particular topic. So it's it's a exactly. great. I think. Yeah.
1: Exactly, and I'm going to help people figure out their niche I mean uh, someone's going to come to us and they're going to say okay I was a, 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 a plumber all my life okay I got, I'm a plumber and I love bowling okay so now there's two routes to go you have that 20-30 years plumbing experience and believe me it's useful knowledge you might think well who wants to hear from a plumber but there's lots of plumbers in training that can need help and uh, and now, of course, if you say, well, you know what, I had enough of plumbing. I don't want to even ever think about plumbing again. Then what you can do is switch to your your hobby. What are you really excited about? If you're really excited about bowling, then you're going to create a business about bowling. What are you going to do about bowling? Well, maybe you're an expert at doing splits, as someone mentioned the other day. So you're extremely good at that. So you create a ebook book on how to take care of splits in bowling. You have a special technique no one else has, and you can either sell that e-book, and that ebook might have got, taken you a, a couple of weeks to produce, and maybe it's only 10 pages long. It doesn't matter. If those 10 pages have the information that the people want, they'll pay $10 or whatever, you, depending on how specialized it is. I mean, if it was a legal profession, you could probably charge $100 for the same 10-page book, but for bowling, maybe $10 might be the sweet spot. I have no idea. Um, but or now there's another route. Let's say you want to build a mailing list. I just want to say this: that any business you get into, your heart of your business is your mailing list. Don't think that Facebook's going to be your heart of your business. Because here's the problem: Absolutely right. you get Facebook, mm-hmm. you get Facebook, and they initially start out and say, okay, you can have uh, thousands of people sign up for your. Facebook account, and then first thing you know, okay, we're only going to send it out to 10% of the people. You're going to have to pay to send it to the other 90. So now suddenly you don't really have thousands. You only have hundreds. So uh, uh, you want to... Your, your heart of your business, your you're online, I didn't think even offline, is your mailing list. I mean, think of a restaurant. If you were about to... Uh, if, if you have Tuesday nights and it's totally empty and you can send an email to uh, thousands of people in the area saying, look, I have half price right now for all my special guests. You're one of them. You're on my mailing list. And tonight you can come in and get a free bottle of wine or whatever. So this restaurateur is going to fill up this restaurant because, he, because of his, his mailing list, because of his, his email list. So never discount what a, what a value of an email list has for any business. And if you haven't started one, start now.
0: Valid points and great tips uh, from Ken Queen with income for baby boomers. It's a podcast that's uh, it, it's now on iTunes or it's coming onto iTunes we're very starting, shortly. Is that right? Uh
1: Yeah, in the next uh, three or four days, we're going to be firing it up on uh, iTunes, and so you'll be able to
0: go there. Will you be in the in the business section? Where will you be where will people find you? Uh, on I'll iTunes? be in
1: the business section and uh education, I believe, is the two I pick. So business section and education. But if you put in income for baby boomers uh you know in the search uh box, you should be able to come up with the with the uh the podcast.
0: And I love the fact that you're helping people explore their passions because that's what you know, that's what this stage of life is all about. It's, you know, you've done your time in whatever you might have had to do. Hopefully you loved your career. But if you didn't and there's something you've always wanted to explore, now's the time. And you can learn a lot more about it by listening to Income for Baby Boomers with Ken Queen. Ken, thanks so much for joining us. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. And I uh, I hope to talk to you again real soon. And I would just say one
1: last thing. My uh, email is at com. K-E-N-S, properties at com. if you'd like to ask a question.
0: Or if, if someone would like to be a guest on your show, could they also get in touch with you that way? Absolutely. But I'm looking okay.
1: for baby boomers and older.
0: Baby boomers and older. So age roughly 50 plus these days. Exactly. All right. Ken, thanks so much. I, I really enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you again real soon.
1: Thank you, Bill.
0: We're going right. to take a short Bye. break. Bye. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay tuned just thinking about what will happen to your business if you're gone keep you awake at night will you get the price you need from your business to carry you through retirement the BEI network of exit planning professionals is the world's leading advisor network with the power to help business owners transition out of business on their own timeline and terms Ask your most trusted advisor to create a BEI plan for you or visit us at ExitPlanning.com. That's ExitPlanning.com. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so
1: you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute.
0: Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.